Welcome to the Simply Vegan Podcast, your weekly dose of plant-based food, news and topical chat with me, Holly. And me, Molly. And on today's show, we're focusing on the power of plants to help improve athletic performance and overall wellness. In part two, I'm chatting to Tom Pickering, who is a filmmaker, a vegan runner, and he's launched a campaign that will run throughout June called Running on Plants. But first, Molly and I will be having a little chat about the topic too. So how are you, Molly? I'm good. I feel like I'm on brand for this episode today. I'm in my sportswear. So am I. That was totally unplanned. Oh my God, we are Olympians. We are athletes. This is what this is. This is, I'm dressed here. I'm ready to go. Are you wearing it but not doing exercise like me? No, I was doing exercise. I was. I wasn't going to do exercise, but I did it in the end. Well done. What did you do? I trained legs today. Oh, leg day. Leg day. What does that involve? Leg day. I hate leg day. Lots of squats for three weeks. Oh. Um, it's kind of like a mixture between yeah, squats. Not loads of squats though. So like, I use um. Do like dumbbell squats with um and then lunges. I hate lunges. Why are lunges so hard? Because you have to coordinate yourself. I hate oh, lunges too. I am not coordinated in the slightest. No. I have to like I try and like visualize myself because the trainer that I use, she's like very um very visual and that really helps kind of like get yourself into shape. And just like when you do a squat, you have to zip yourself up so you've got to be so strong in the top um literally like your head chest core all in line with one another and your feet planted on the ground and then you just move i think the back foot like your feet put the weight put the weight into your to your heels and then squat down yeah it's just so hard and i'm I'm, i struggle with i think i'm a little bit dyspraxic and a lot of a lot of things that i do so standing on two feet or standing like unbalanced on two feet I'm gonna be falling you know (laughs) you're always scared of falling I remember when it was snowing in the winter and you were like I'm "I'm gonna fall I'm gonna fall I was like what are you on about it's just a bit it's my worst nightmare falling over and I feel like this is why I'm trying to do exercise because it makes me like it makes me like more strong on my feet and my legs I did read because I'm very uncoordinated and I've been, you know, as you know, I've been sort of doing the boot camp classes and, and hip sort of stuff um, with yeah. the same same woman, Cashaw, uh, for years now. And, you know, you would have thought I'd have got it, but still it's, Hard. I'm like the clown, the, the sort of joker oh, it's of not the class. Me hope. It's not giving me hope. But I read, I, <laughs> I read that it is to do with your core. So if you've got a really strong core, mm. that really helps with, with your coordination so I've tried to get on like the fitness wagon for a couple of years now but the last I would say six months maybe since before the new year I've really got onto it and like doing it consistently and I'll try and do it maybe like two three times a week and it really does help and today like I felt a bit poorly yesterday and I was just like oh I've not because I I was going to do a workout yesterday but didn't because I was ill so today I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I just feel great. I know. I know it really does like help your mood so much and just your yeah. focus and your energy. Like my daughter said, she was, she sort of had a bit of a party. She's turning into a party girl. Is she? She, she got in I at 3am. <gasps> I know. Stop. 
I know, but I'm so happy for her because these oh. poor teenagers have, have suffered through lockdowns yeah, and she's living her life and anxiety and stuff. And now she's actually doing what you know, a, almost 17 year old supposed to be doing. But she was like, I think I'd been for a run on the beach and I'd got back and you know, I was in the kitchen. She was just like, I just don't know how you do it. Like, you're not <laughs> tired. And I was like, but it actually gives you energy. Like, if yeah, you force yourself. I think mm-hmm. the main thing for me is being accountable. So if I have yeah. if I have someone there waiting for me, whether it's at the yeah. gym or the beach or park run or whatever, I have to go. If yeah. they if they're not there and it's just me, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to that accountability partner. Yeah, it's hundred percent. I I struggle with that because I I I like working out and doing exercise with other people, but I found that that deters me more sometimes yeah it's weird I think trying to like because often it would be I guess with you it's a bit different because you're doing classes and stuff and that's like a set time but if I if I've done it in the past with other people and like our change our times have like changed we're like oh no can we do after work can we do before blah 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 um and it's just like no I'm gonna do this on my own terms I am my own accountability partner yeah I think you need someone who's like fully on the same level like yeah you know someone who's got work commitments so you can only do it at such and such time or... yeah exactly or if you kind of just like work out a planner that week and like right okay tuesday we'll do yeah. six o'clock wednesday whatever um i think that's the way to do it but i also just love doing it on my own because then i don't have the pressure of I think I've still got it in my head slightly when, you know, if I work out with someone else, I'm like, oh, am I doing this good enough as them? Yeah. And I know that's so silly. I know that's so, like, I shouldn't be like that at all. But, you know, you can't yeah. escape it sometimes. No, we all compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's finding that right, the right workout buddy or running buddy, isn't it? Yeah. Who, like, pushes you a bit, who isn't like, oh, sod it, should we just go to the pub? <laughs> And this is what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like I would, I've had it before. My best friend Ruby and I love her so much. But we would do like workouts, and they'd be like, "Should we just go to the pub?" Now? <laughs> yeah. And we did, and we would go to the pub. This is it. So you don't want that, but you also don't want some super, super duper fit person who's going to make yeah. you feel like, "Oh, well, what's the point? I'm rubbish." Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm on my own. <laughs> Oh, babes. Well, if I lived nearer to you, we would we would do it together. Although, uh, actually, I don't think I would. I don't no, think... <laughs> I think we'd actually be the bad, bad, bad pairing. You would just be getting me up so early in the morning. I'd be like, Holly, literally leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Molly, out of bed now. Go. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I was looking into, um, you know, how a plant-based diet can help. Because, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who's been eating a pretty healthy vegan diet for a while will know that you have more energy generally and and you just feel better don't you and yeah. so <clears throat> I just wondered whether there were any particular foods that we should be eating to help support our um our training or even yeah. you know even like even if you're just sort of going on a long dog walk a day like anything is is better than nothing isn't it and you know I think it's it's finding what's right for you you know we're not sort of suggesting everyone should be do, doing weights or running you no, know half sure. marathons or anything not at all and I think that's like the thing that I 
actually love so much about exercise and I have grown to love because I had that perception but in the past where it's just like oh my god no I need to be running every day and I need to be you know just doing sit-ups and all of that stuff it's like no that doesn't work because also you're doing those things because you think you need to be doing those things you're not doing those things because they make you feel better you know I would do uh, like a run and I'd be like wow that's literally made me more angry if anything I, <laughs> you know I, I just I running if you've listened to this podcast before you will know running is not for me I tried to <laughs> do a half marathon it makes you angry that's so it does funny. like I hate it um but I've grown and I was like oh my god but now I just hate exercise this is obviously just going to be me for the rest mm. of life like I'm just going to never be like active in that way and I discovered kind of like resistant training and weight training and kind of like incorporating sort of like hit amongst all of those and I love those now and also yoga love yoga swimming walking walking is probably one of the most beneficial exercises that you can do because it's you do it to move do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's so accessible to everyone like we obviously if we all are able-bodied and we can all move um our legs properly um but I think it's sort of like pushed away and it's just like oh yeah well it's just walking it's not actually exercise but it's like no you're you're doing so much for your like you're keeping your heart healthy you're keeping your um joints like mobile all of this stuff yeah. I love it I don't do it enough <laughs> I don't do it enough at all I know well none of us do because we're all stuck at our desks and I know, you know the day jobs cycling is another good one do you ever Ooh. have you got a bike oh mate again this comes down to the dyspraxia can't be on a bike. Struggle really? so much, particularly in Bristol. Oh my god! If, if you know the roads in Bristol, you know. Oh that they my god! Bristol. They're probably worse than London, to be fair, because there's not an, like a consistent bike lane. No, and there's um, hills. There's some so big many hills. hills. So I, many hills. I used to um, cycle my daughter to nursery, and the nursery was on Stop. one of the biggest hills. And I don't know what I was thinking. I'd be at work. I used to work on a wedding magazine, and I'd I'd get my bike, cycle up in a hurry to yeah. pick her up and then cycle home all the way up Gloucester Road again if you know Bristol in the UK it's it's like on a slow like incli incline incline like, all, yeah all the way up the road and uh, one day I was like I can do this I can do this and it was hailing so bad no! <laughs> someone spotted me like a friend of a friend and kind of pulled over and they were like are you okay I was like no I've got a toddler on the back and I'm being hit in the face by rocks of ice this is not oh fun oh my gosh <laughs> that's my worst nightmare I I think I don't mind cycling if it's flat if it's sort of like you know even terrain I can't be dealing with like mounting paths sort of like branches here and there big old rocks that's no <laughs> yeah. for me I also then can't be doing with the hills I also can't be doing with a heavy bike but I also can't be too skinny so I just don't cycle Right. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> you know, I love cycling and I stumbled across um Eat Plants Not Pigs, which is a like a vegan runners group, but for cyclists. Oh, so I thought that was a book. Is there a no. oh, no, there's a, there a different book that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I think are you think of the Dr. Melanie Joy book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me to say it because even though I've interviewed her is twice. It it's drink what cows is, eat pigs where it's not drink cows no. is, it, <laughs> is that not what it's called drink we're, cows. we're sorry melanie <laughs> she's been on this show twice and i still cannot get it in the right order it's a, in our defense it's a long title and that's why we're not just being idiots because why it's we long... eat 
pigs love dogs and wear cows in there we go. one of those in one in one of those orders anyway um yeah so it's a cycling club and i thought oh so i've joined them on facebook because i'm oh gonna stop you're such I, a club girl now oh i oh know i'm joining all the clubs i'm like oh can i get a t-shirt <laughs> You love a teacher. It drives me insane. Uh, oh, I know. Yes. Yes. Well, let's not talk about the podcast show when you didn't wear your podcast t-shirt again, Molly. Very I'm ashamed sorry. of you. I'm sorry. I'm uh, so sorry. I've just got to say, when I rocked up there, there was a huge queue outside. And this is like Islington, London. Like, you know, I'm, I've just come up from little old sleepy Dorset and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm in London. And I'm wearing the t-shirt and I'm looking around and no one is wearing a t-shirt. Everyone's <laughs> like got super, super cool, like dungarees and just like Dr. Martins. What... <sighs> and I'm like, oh my God, I need to go home and get changed. No, but this is what happened to me last year because when we went to the podcast show last year, I was exactly the same. I came so formal. I had like black trousers on. I had a shirt. I had a little um, like a, a tank top sweater on top. And I was, number one, boiling. <laughs> number two, everyone was there in their bloody shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> I know. They just, yeah, let's look. Next year, we just need to go trendy, all right? Just, just. I am trendy. You are. You just go as you, and I try okay. and pretend. <laughs> uh, you had a lovely denim skirt on. Yeah, but with my Simply Vegan podcast t shirt tucked into it. Wear it, wear it proud, baby. Wear it uh, proud. I do love it. I do love my t shirt. Anyway, let's talk about foods for recovery. Food, um, food, food. So, yeah, blueberries. Blueberries, um, blueberries, according to studies, may reduce muscle damage after strenuous exercise. Wow. Um, yeah, so they basically like reduce the inflammation and oxidative mm. stress in the muscle tissue. But they are anti-inflammatory, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I suppose any fruit and veg is anti-inflammatory. But I think blueberries are specifically anti... Like, they yeah. are one of the... Like, if you type in anti-inflammatory, blueberries come up. Yeah. They're like... Because they're such a deep colour, aren't they? And that usually I indicates... I love blueberries so much. Do you? I eat them every day. I eat blueberries every day for breakfast. Wow. Yeah. I, I try and eat them sort of a few times a week, but... You never quite know what you're going to get with a blueberry. It's like, is it going to be deliciously sweet or is it going to be a horrible tart little... I bake them. So I would do do my baked oats and I'll bake the blueberries because you are right. Sometimes they're going to be hard as nails. Other times they're going to be like, oh, this is very soft in my mouth. Yeah. Um, But if you bake them, they're just delicious. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. Um, Well, other foods that aid fitness recovery are... So protein-rich foods, tofu, beans which help to repair and build muscle tissue. Obviously, you know, you've got your protein shakes as well, which are yeah. good. Um, foods rich in carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, brown rice, mm. whole grains. Um, they help replenish energy stores. And obviously, the, I think actually before a big like race or something, you're supposed to have white carbs, aren't you? To just to give you that massive energy burst. Yeah, I've I've been seeing quite a lot of things like in defense of white carbs lately. And I think... Mm. It's actually really interesting because I, I, I don't know about you, but for a long time, potatoes, I always thought white potatoes were so unhealthy and sweet potatoes were like the, the, the ones yeah. you need to eat. Like those were the superfoods. Yeah. But it's actually not that case. They, they both have health benefits. Yes. It's just like, it's just, I think what um, sweet potato is lowering calories, maybe. Um, but then you could compare it with like carbohydrate. Oh no, sorry, sweet potato is lower in carbs, but 
um, sweet potato is higher in calories. So it's, do you know what I mean? They're yeah. bad for but they both have really good health benefits. Funnily enough, we had an article in Vegan Food Living magazine recently uh, written by the guys at Viva. They yeah. were amazing, the Viva charity. Um, and they were looking at this as well because I've been the same. I'm like, you know, I love a jacket potato, but yeah. I've, I've started to have a sweet jacket potato because mm. I'm thinking they're better, but they don't, it's not the same. Like it's, it's, it's not the same. Too you sweet for me. Sweet potato. I like a, like a, I keep seeing it. Sweet potato baked with like fruit and peanut butter. Because it is a dessert. It's, it's so sweet. Um, or like use it as a egg replacement in brownies. Like, so you roast it. Nice. Um, and then like until all the mixture or the inside sorry is sort of like smooth and gooey and then you just blend that up and that kind of is a binder Lush. but you are right it's too sweet I can't be having beans with a sweet potato no that's just not gonna work is it it's, <laughs> it's all orange it. I don't want it I'm not gonna be having chickpea tuna with a bloody oh goodness gracious well me. I do no. but oh. now that I've read now that I've read the article in um, the last issue I was like oh okay so they've actually got different benefits so you know it's not necessarily one is better than the other yeah so. I think also as well we're kind of like programmed obviously like with white bread and and white rice those have been um like altered they, they often they've been bleached or things like that so I think when we see like a sweet potato and a white potato which is like oh well that potato's obviously been bleached but it's not it's just come from the ground that way yeah <laughs> there's <laughs> no the bleaching involved <laughs> is as well I think we're we're sort of programmed to think that um and it which in a way is true that you know eat the rainbow so colorful yeah. food is going to be much more rich in antioxidants and vitamins than food that's that's not colorful however yeah. like cauliflower that's white and that's full of goodness so I love cauliflower so much I what do you cook with cauliflower because my daughter hates it and it I, that makes me a bit sad because like you know, as the only two vegans in the house, mm. it's kind of like, really? We can't ever have cauliflower? You need cauliflower? to roast it. You need to slow roast it. Yeah. Just so it, it releases all of its flavour and it gets a little bit of char mm. and it just gets a bit softer. And then you can either eat that as it is. You can maybe coat it in like maybe some breadcrumbs or something like that, air fry it. Loving the air fryer. Um, or blend it up. So I keep seeing... Um, do you know, like Alfredo sauce, which is kind of like a white pasta sauce? Um, I think it's traditionally with like um, made with like flour, um, butter, and like a roux kind of situation. Right. Um, <laughs> a roux situation. You, a roux situation. <laughs> um, I also, that might not be true. I, I'm not entirely sure how an Alfredo sauce is made, but um, <clears throat> if you blend up um, cauliflower with some cashews and some milk. You've got a delicious creamy pasta sauce, which mm. has got added benefits to it. Yeah, nice. Because um, I think people do that with um, mac and cheese, don't they? Cauliflower yeah. mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. I saw. I did see a nice thing on um, oh, Rate My Plate. So, guys, guys what so is going obsessed. on? I've nearly left. I've nearly left <gasps> the group because, and I know some of you listeners will, will be in that group on Facebook because it's huge and there has basically it's basically become a war between vegans and carnivores slash omnivores wow. and um yeah I did 
I saw a nice uh, recipe on there, which was like um, baked cauliflower on a bed of like um, couscous with mm. some like roasted veg and um, what are they called the uh, pomegranate seeds. Delish. Which looked really, really nice. However, the next minute I'm scrolling and I don't even want to say it, but it's basically a whole roasted pig. And mm. it, it's just the pig. You can just. What, on the plate? Yeah. A whole, well, a well whole... I don't know if it was on a plate. It was on like a rack say, thing. Pretty, pretty big plate. It, <laughs> it was just horrible. And I was like, I yeah, do that's not. Horrible. Which is back, you know, they're doing it as backlash against all the, the yeah, vegan yeah, yeah. foods that people are posting. So. People are pathetic, aren't they? Like, <sighs> let me get a life. Oh, I know. Have you just gone out of your way to buy a whole pig to roast just so you can put it on this I Facebook group? I hope not. I hope not. Because it was, yeah, it was like traumatizing and. Oh dear, but um, yeah, it's gone a bit. It's gone a bit sort of like vegans versus carnivores, but not ne- yeah, a bit toxic. Not necessarily because because obviously, rate my plate's always been about making fun of, yeah, of yeah, people's yeah. food, and you yeah. post something that looks awful because you know even on my Instagram I post stuff that looks pretty awful, but it tastes no, that's good. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is I'm rubbish at food photography and a lot of us are aren't we you know we're not it's hard it's yeah hard. it is hard to make it look good so it's yeah it's kind of should be about that but it's become this um this kind of war zone so I'm, I'm not sure I might, <laughs> I might leave the group anyway um up next we have um Tom Pickering no relation to you Molly no relation. Sure, it's so weird hearing someone else with the same surname as me. In my whole life, I've never heard anyone with my surname. Really? Yeah, it's mad. I'm the only picker in, and my dad, <laughs> and my sister, obviously. Well, I've been a Johnson for nearly twenty years, and um, yeah, there's obviously loads of them around. But I won't even tell you my my um, maiden name. It was. Um, it was. Will we get your password? <laughs> We'll be able to hack Holly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was basically sort of something that's at the end of your leg, and it's not. Yeah, an it? ankle. <laughs> no, uh, a foot. Yeah, yeah. Holly foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, Molly is putting her hand up to her face over her mm-hmm. mouth in shock. I know. So when oh. I met someone with a normal, actually, no offense to any other foots out there, but. I didn't want to be called foot. Foot. Oh, I, I don't want to be called foot. I know. <laughs> and it had, a, yeah, it had an e on the end. And um, at uni, I put like a, an accent on it, so I was like Holly, Hollyetta Foote, <laughs> just to make it sound. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll make it better. It's like, yeah, that's uh, that's way more oh, glamorous. Anyway, um, Pickering is a lovely surname, and Thank Tom you. Tom shares that with you. But yes. not, um, he's not a blood relative or anything like that. He's no. um, super, super lovely. And yeah, he's talking about kind of his his journey and the campaign. The amazing people he's working with as ambassadors for the campaign, including Paul Yude, who is an 85-year-old vegan ultra-athlete wow. who's attempting to do 100 ultra-marathons before he's 100. Pickering, you're a writer and filmmaker, and your recent film "I Could Never Go Vegan" came out last year. Is that right? Uh, no, so we actually we, we launched the trailer on World Vegan Day, which ah. was the first of November. 
Uh, and then we were intending on releasing it really a couple of months after that. But we, as is nearly always the case with these things, we got slightly delayed in that we went back to reshoot a couple of bits uh, and also pick up some stuff that we hadn't got that kind of came basically to us and we're like, oh, that'd be amazing to include. We should include this. So we kept doing that and we found we'd gone on a bit of a rabbit hole in that, you know, we had to stop at some point because we could just keep filming forever. Yeah. And then actually the last four months, we we've pretty much had the film completely finished, but we're going, we'd been going back and forth with a bit of a legal issue. Nothing huge, but basically we had to get certain things signed off to then get insurance and without that we could never land it on a big platform so it was just going through all the all the hoops that you have to jump through to sort that which unless you're kind of involved in that process you know most people have no idea that that's even a thing yeah uh, which we didn't to be honest um but i am really pleased to say that quite literally this week we've um we've just wrapped up on all of that and we're basically in a really good place now to push forward and get the film released so Honestly, I think in the next month or two, we're going to be out there on a big platform. Oh, that's fantastic. Because I watched the trailer and um, there's a lot of people in there that we've had on the podcast, um, including Dr. Shireen Kassam, um, who's the uh, co-founder of Plant-Based Health Professionals. And um, she states that one in five people die because of an unhealthy diet, which is, you know, it's just pretty shocking this day and age, isn't it? Oh, it is. Do you know the the stats? Pretty much more like one in four now as well. Really? So that's how, yeah, that's how quickly these stats um, almost become outdated. It's quite interesting because, you know how sometimes a vegan film will come out and then there'll be someone a month or two later who will be like, "I've debunked this entire film. You know, I've done <laughs> everything you said is now inaccurate," and um, you kind of understand why that sometimes happens because occasionally, it's not that it isn't. Um, you know, isn't accurate at the time. It's just that the information changes that quickly and we're all so unhealthy <laughs> that the stats are only getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing. And, uh... <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't even just, you know, it doesn't just apply to people who eat meat and dairy, does it? You know, us vegans can uh, sometimes fall off the wagon and <laughs> just uh, start living on, you know, vegan pizzas and things like that. Um, so your new campaign, Running on Plants, which I've seen all over social media and really excited about it because I, I too, am a runner and um, I've kind of got back into it recently and I'm really enjoying it. It's all about encouraging people to kind of, you know, eat uh, a plant-based diet and go running and kind of measure their improvement over the course of the month. Yeah, really. It's Ultimately, we're trying to encourage people to adopt a healthy approach to life with... Um, with a healthy diet that is predominantly whole food plant based and taking up running is the is the general idea however we're trying to be really inclusive in that if you can't run for whatever reason if maybe you have a previous injury or there's a medical condition or whatever it might be just trying to move your body in any way that you're able to you know there's so much evidence to suggest that that's great for us as humans to do and so what the actual campaign is is sort of pushing is that people log a 5k at the start of the month and that really sets a benchmark time so they know where they're at they go through the month of june uh, basically following a um uh, a training plan that we've put together so we worked with a coach called jasper mcdowell who's put three different versions of this plan together and uh, so you can adapt it to your level uh, recipes there's um, loads of nutritional information because we've partnered with plant-based health professionals and with switch for good and also more recently with um, nutritionfacts.org over in america so some really great organisations who, who 
absolutely know their stuff yeah. and you can believe what they're saying and uh, an abundance of other support there's a real community behind it all and so you go through the month and the idea is then you log your second 5k at the end of the month and celebrate this new speedy time that you've got and the reason why I like the fact that you log a 5k is because it kind of makes it tangible so you can pretty much it's not like just saying oh I feel better you know there's not really any way to measure that other than you know maybe measure your weight or some other health markers yeah but with this you can actually say I'm five minutes quicker I can't believe it how have I done this (laughs) (laughs) are you you're a lifelong runner is that right I think I read yeah so I I started running uh, eight years old um, competitively I started I was actually um, I joined Hull City Athletics Club so I I was from a, a small town near Hull and they were my closest club that I could join. They were the only place that had an athletics track. So we had to drive like 45 minutes to just to go and run on a track, um, which, you know, doesn't shouldn't stop you, to be fair, because you can just go run anywhere. That's the beauty of running. Yeah. But I was, um, I had to persuade them to let me join a year early because I was too young. But my, my older brother and my dad ran and I, I was like, I really want to run. <laughs> can you let me join, please? <laughs> and I think they just got fed up of me asking. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Um, are you a vegan runner as well, a member of Vegan Runners? I am indeed, yeah. Um, I think I've been a member of them since 2017. Okay. Something like that. So, yeah, I've won the vest many times. Yeah, yeah. I'm a newbie, so I've um, I've got my vest oh, about a month ago now, and I'm sort of just starting to venture out. I did my first park run wearing it, and I got a PB because I think I was so... I think when you're wearing it, you feel really like you're representing not just the vegan runners, but vegans as a whole, don't you? So you're like, I need to be extra fit and impress everybody so they go vegan. (laughs) I know. I I love it when um, if I do a a park run and like I win it and I'm wearing the vest because I'm like, I'm the first one in and I'm really advertising vegan runners here. That's amazing. It it definitely makes you more conscious, doesn't it? Yeah. Although it shouldn't really be about that, you know. There's it should just be about going out and enjoying yourself and doing something that's good for you. But um, yeah, you can't help but get a little bit competitive, can you, when you put the vest on? Definitely. I don't think there's any danger of me winning park run though. (laughs) Coming first ever. um, Well, you said you got a PB. What's your time? Oh, um, it's like, I think it was like 28, 29 minutes. So, yeah. That's a great time. Wow. I was nowhere near these 15 minute guys who were sort of striding past me and lapping me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some really fast people. Have you signed up then for the campaign? Uh, Running on plants? Yes. I have, yes. You're working with some really inspirational people, aren't you, on this? So there's an 85-year-old ultra-athlete um Paul Hughes tell us about him yeah Paul's amazing I I stumbled across him about a year and a half ago because I saw he was so his story is incredible he he's 85 as you say he didn't go vegan till his early 60s which I I think is great in itself because it it reminds us we're never too old to do anything and his arthritis just effectively disappeared overnight Wow. Um, it was such a transformation. And then he's, if you see him now, I mean, he's usually, he's walking around 60 kilometres every week at the moment. Wow. So he's getting in some good mileage. He, But he didn't actually take up running until lockdown, so until oh COVID happened. Uh, and he, he measured out a track in his garden and he just used to do laps in his garden. Oh, that's so cute. Bless <laughs> uh, him. Yeah, that's amazing. He, I know, he's incredible. And he has all these crazy goals, so he, he wants to do a million press-ups, um, and he's done about 650,000 so far. 
he's um wants to do 100 ultras before he's 100 uh, and i think so far he's done about eight or nine and the reason i initially got in touch with him was because we were obviously shooting i could never go vegan and there was a big athlete section in the film where we highlight athletes from all disciplines mm-hmm. uh, different ages different backgrounds because we just want to showcase the, the diversity involved in it all as well and I just said to Paul, have you got anything coming up? And he was doing this 50k ultra. So I was like, oh, can I join you for it? And we just filmed it on camera. <laughs> so so that's in the documentary. But um, ever since then, we've just been good friends. And because I'm, I'm constantly inspired by him. And as soon as we were launching Running on Plants, I just said, you know, Paul, can you be an ambassador for this? Because everybody loves your story. I'm, I love your story. And so he's he's out doing the rounds promoting it at the moment. He's on TV on Thursday actually on ITV. So um, I sent him some T-shirts to wear. <laughs> yes, what an ambassador for you know for your campaign, but also for veganism. I mean, you know, there's not many people <laughs> doing things like that at eighty. Well, at any age, to be honest, let alone eighty-five. No, I mean, the, the, when I did the fifty k ultra with him, I was thinking, do you know, there are people. There were people who were half his age and younger that couldn't do this. Yeah. No, it's the fact that he and he had a smile on his face the entire time. He's so positive. I I, I really learned a lot from Paul just just sharing that experience yeah. with him. And at the end, he was still absolutely beaming, grinning ear to ear. And yeah, I just thought, oh, this this is exactly how I want to go through life. Is yes. just like trying to be like this man. <laughs> what's I mean? What's his secret? Well, you know, what's he eating? <laughs> Well, he's he's quite consistent with whole foods, so he doesn't have that. I, I know just from spending some time with him as well, he doesn't have that much sort of vegan junk food. He will occasionally, uh, but I know he's he's basically for the last twenty odd years he's been pretty consistent with trying to eat as whole foods as possible while taking that yeah. approach. Which I think is that's basically what we're trying to suggest with the campaign as well. Is if you want to feel the health benefits, you you will thrive. Uh, much more if you can stick to that whole food approach rather than it's not to say that the the junk food isn't delicious because it is yeah i'm I'm glad it exists but (laughs) i mean i I mean sometimes i'll be guilty of just like relying on that too much and so i'm also trying to practice what i preach with that it's definitely feel the benefits by having the whole foods yeah it's so easy to kind of go down that road isn't it and just like oh sod it I'm just gonna stick a vegan pizza on and then before you know it you've sort of every night you're like mm, actually I've been having quite I've a lot of seven pizzas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you say it's great to have but sometimes it's like oh, I wish it wasn't there really <laughs> yeah it's good for those transitioning though isn't it you know if, if you're wanting to tuck into a burger dish uh, or your favourite burger or sausage, I don't know. And, and it's like, ah, oh, I, just, I just need something to fill that gap. And it's like, well, they're they're so good now that it is perfect for that. But yeah, yeah you really can fall into a trap of having too many. Definitely. I think it alienates us less as well because you can just, you know, for example, I've got a, a 17-year-old daughter and, you know, I'd imagine before... You, you don't look old enough, Holly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's nearly 17, actually. And... Um, you know, she started to sort of get a social life and she's going to a barbecue this weekend. And, you know, I think before sort of the, the arrival of these things like vegan burgers and, and everything else, then you would be like, you know, perhaps taking something a bit odd along, wouldn't you? Like a homemade TVP patty or, or something, you know, and people being like, why have you got your little salad in your lunchbox? So I think now, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, at least it's more sort of mainstream and acceptable. 
yeah, I, I often say to people, because I was raised vegetarian, um, I remember like being growing up in the 80s and 90s, being a vegetarian was like way harder than being vegan now. Yeah, uh, and imagine. so it's interesting to make those comparisons. Um, Cause yeah, it's it's so it's so easy now. Like I actually can't really believe that some people think it's too hard still. Yeah, that's something we address in the doc because people do still say it. But yeah, we're definitely in a, living in a good time to be vegan. Yeah. So you've never eaten meat in your life? Never. No. Never even tried it. No. no. And was that because <laughs> your parents were like vegetarians? Yeah. So my parents pretty much went veggie right when they had me I think uh, so um yeah it's and we were just there was no doubt in their mind that that's how I was getting raised so um and my my dad and I think my dad initially either did it it's kind of a combination of for welfare reasons but also for health reasons because he was a pretty serious runner at the time or somewhat serious runner and was really into like trying to find what he could do to benefit as well from an athletic point of view so to some extent I always think it's interesting because as a kid, I used to think he was quite weird, my dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he'd always be talking about all these, oh, you want to eat, have some pumpkin seeds? And I'd be like, what the heck are pumpkin seeds? I just want a bag monster <laughs> <Yeah>. munch. <laughs> he'd be like, grind these up, we'll put these on your porridge in the morning. I was like, why can't I have cereal? All my yeah. friends have cereal. Uh, you know, all these things that I look back now and I'm like, I'm so glad about all of it. Yeah. Um, but at the time, and so I sometimes remind myself of that if ever I'm starting to sound like, what my dad probably sounded like to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, I mean, it, I think it probably, uh, when I reflect on it now, I think it benefited me because I, I ran competitively as a kid and yeah, I won a, a Northern medal at cross country champs and stuff. So I never did anything really huge, but I, you know, had some reasonable achievements and I think it was probably because I had a pretty good upbringing in terms of nutrition. Yeah. What is it about a plant-based diet then that can help us with our, you know, running, athletic performance, fit, general fitness? Well, from my perspective, I, all my fastest times were since I've been vegan. Uh, like all the PBs I have, like I've always, I, even though I'm obviously getting older and older, that's how aging works. Uh, I'm, I still think I've, I've not actually reached my athletic potential. And I reckon that's because I, I seem to recover much quicker. And I think that's due to the lack of inflammation in my body. I um, I sleep better, so I always feel much more refreshed in the morning. Especially if I'm if I'm eating really healthy and if I'm training, I notice I sleep so much better. Um, I was actually thinking about that today compared to even if I just miss a few days training and I, and I grab some junk meals, it makes such a difference. Right. Um, and I don't think you really realise that until you've gone through that process. Uh, and I just think I can push myself harder. But I think mainly that's because I recover quicker and that's the thing like you you don't really have those days where you're just aching and aching yeah. and it, that can go on for two or three days um, and that's my experience of it and uh, ultimately if that means you can train harder and faster you are going to improve and yeah. that's what I've found. And it's um something I've sort of read about a lot um, and you know talked to people a lot over the years on the podcast is the fact that because your body's not kind of like having to process all this heavy meat, then you're just kind of just you feel kind of lighter, don't you? And you know, it's it's sort of you've got more energy because your body's not dealing with that big <laughs> steak or <laughs> load of chicken or whatever. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's exactly it. You have more energy. You really do. Like you can get to the end of the day as well, and so, like you, 
I, I, I use a film shoot as an example because I work on a lot of film shoots and sometimes you have ridiculously long days like you're talking 14 hour days yeah uh, you get to the end and I'll still have like a big drive home or something and all the crew around me are they're falling asleep and it's not that I wouldn't be tired but I'm just like no, I'm still good to go you know I could go for a run now if I wanted to <laughs> Um, let's just touch on the uh, the old subject of protein because you know it's it's still a big thing isn't it and I've got friends who are not vegan but they're eating mainly plant-based diets they sort of might have you know they might go out for dinner and have fish or seafood or something but mainly you know plant-based but they still seem to be worried about the whole protein thing just just yeah talk to me about protein Tom (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it blows my mind, does that? Like, I re- in, it's 2023 and people still worry about protein on a yeah. vegan diet. Like, I mean, I there are occasions where I will have one meal and I will pretty much hit my protein requirements for the day. But I, I eat really big portions. Um, so I like to cook big one-pot meals and I'll throw everything in there. So loads of veggies. But also, it, you know, it's not uncommon for me to throw chickpeas, black beans, butter beans and tofu all in the same pot. So okay. you can imagine how how much protein is in that yeah and um because i like to cook in bulk because it works with my lifestyle yeah so say if i cooked a big curry like that i'll have one portion maybe i'll have a couple of make a couple of wraps or i'll have some grain with it which is even more protein then before i know it i've probably got i've probably had like 40 grams of protein in one meal yeah and that's that's literally one meal that's not including the other two that i will have and maybe a a snack or two if i wanted it if i had a big day so Mm. yeah I, I've never had a um, a day where I've thought, oh, I'm a bit low on protein. Yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, because you if you're eating whole foods in particular, because you're having such big meals, or you can eat big portions because you know the food's so nutrient dense but low in calories. Yeah. You will you will easily hit your protein requirements. So the the main thing I say to people is just eat enough and make sure it's a a nice variety on your plate, and you don't need to worry about it. Everything will fall into place. Yeah, I love the fact you can have massive portions. It's like, <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, you, I love it. <laughs> do you um do the whole protein shake thing or not really? No, I, I will occasionally. So it depends. I mean, I I do uh, I do do a lot of weight training as well. Um, I've cut back at the moment because I'm I'm trying to actually get as as light as I can for the campaign because I want to run a five k PB. <laughs> but I um I try and mix my training with running and weight training and I much more prefer the running but I like the benefits of weight training really is the only reason I do it and so if I am wanting to maybe put on a bit of size I will maybe have a protein shake immediately after a weight session but I'll never have it just within a normal day I'll only ever have it if I've trained weights and that's it whereas I know there are some people who will literally oh, I have a protein shake every single day because I need it I've yeah. never found that yeah Okay, yeah, I never quite know. I'm like, oh, am I... Because I sort of do the intermittent fasting as well. So, uh, you know, I sort of... I mean, I don't do anything, you know, at your level, but I, I do like a, a hit class on a Monday morning and then, uh, you know, this morning I went running and I'm always like, well, I'm kind of... I don't want to eat till lunchtime, but then should I have a protein shake? Should I have a smoothie? I don't know. It's sometimes you just overthink it all, don't you? I think sometimes you just need to listen to your body and think, you know, what what do I actually want and need right now? Yeah, it, it's so easy to do, though, I think. so, uh, And I think a lot of people, especially if people have, are just coming into this, they, they probably are going to be thinking about all these things. And there's nothing wrong if they want to track their 
their macros and, and basically everything they're taking in. But I've been doing it long enough now, I think, where I, I just kind of know what works for my body. But it is important to understand that everybody has a different approach and everybody's bodies are different. So yeah. what works for me might not necessarily work for the next person. But yeah, I think you just get a feel for these things. And as you say, listening to your body, like your body will tell you if it's if it's crying out for food or if you've mm. had enough. And as I said before, because I have big portions, I tend to feel quite full after each meal, which is exactly what I, I love because I yeah. don't like going through the day feeling hungry. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is, uh, you mentioned you want to get a PB, um, for, you know, during your campaign. What is your PB at the moment then for a 5K? Uh, so at the moment it's 18.38. I would really like to run 17 minutes. So right. even if it's 17.59, I'd be happy with that. Okay. Yeah, so um, not quite at the 15-minute mark. but uh... <laughs> yeah, No, but that's still brilliant. How how does it get tracked then? So the, the website's running on plants.org. Does it all sort of, everything kind of go through there? You kind of sign up and then you track, you know, you sort of record your first 5K at the start of June. Yeah, so there's two ways to do it, really. So you would sign up to take part in the challenge on runningplants.org. Then you can either... It depends if you want to do it. Most people these days have a watch that would track their distance, you know, like a Garmin watch, um, and they'd link it to Strava. Or you can just link your phone directly to Strava. That's how I typically do it, because then I can plan any route. I don't have to pick a particular one. But if you wanted to just go and do your local park run, so you know it's measured out to 5K, and you wanted just to use a a little cheap digital watch, that's absolutely fine. And then you can sort of monitor it in the old school fashion. But I like to have something that I can kind of look back on, which is why I use Strava. And it's free to use Strava as well, so it doesn't cost anything. But it just means I can kind of reflect on the month and I can go and look at my training and look what's maybe working well or what's not working. But um, that's how I would, if if you can do that, that's how I'd recommend doing it. Because then you can also share it and, you know, get other people involved, get your friends involved. You feel like you're part of a community. Yeah, I like Strava. I've got it recently. I used to think it was sort of... You know, like my friend would always post her runs on Facebook and I'd be like, oh, she's just showing off. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, I really like it now because like you say, you can track your progress and you can sort of follow people. So can we follow you on Strava? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we can track you down and (laughs) see what you're up to. Go and look at the training I'm doing. At the moment, I'm I'm trying to do loads of hill stuff. So I live in Sheffield and there's hills everywhere. So I, I learned a while ago that you just, you embrace it. Otherwise you know you're not going to improve so yeah. I just do hills every day <laughs> yeah would you say that's one of the key things to improving your your time sort of that you know hill training strength like you talked about doing weights things like that to sort of support the running yeah I think with strength training if I'm being completely honest I think the type of weight training I do probably doesn't help my running that much because I'm I'm kind of doing it because, oh, as I mentioned before, like I like the outcome of weights um, in terms of like just from a physiological point of view. Yeah. If I was going to do it to really help my running, it would be how it is in the training plan where it's really high intensity but light in terms of what you're lifting. So it's more just to help build your core strength than just to give okay. you enough that it's where it will aid your running performance. But hills, definitely. Like I, I know some people that won't enter a race if it's got hills in it like they look just only for flat races and I'm just like <laughs> I can't believe you would do that it just it's, it's not worth the effort for one and um, <laughs> and I think you'll only improve as a runner if you just a- attack the hills and just learn to accept that 
it's only going to help me. It's a part of basically most running, especially if you run on the trails and stuff, which I find way more exciting than road running. Yeah. And I've got to the point now where I actually get a bit bored if I'm running on the flat for too long. Like, I look for hills. I'm like, I need a hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in Bristol and we used to do a lot of hill training in my running club because it is really hilly. Um, but where I am now in Dorset, well, uh, there's hilly bits, but where I live specifically, it's quite flat. And But I, what I like is running along by the sea because it kind of takes my mm. mind off the pain of running sometimes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I want to start, I want to start. Oh, look, that's a nice view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, though, because that works for you then. Yeah. I think that's that's what people need to find is, like, the type of running that works for them. So, like, if I use my dad as an example... My dad likes sprinting, which I've always found quite boring. Like, I enjoy watching it, but I've never enjoyed doing sprinting because it's just over so quickly. Yeah. Whereas um, I love trail running because I, I just love the feeling of being out in nature and it just feels that kind of epitomises freedom to me. Mm. And I just get completely lost. I don't run with music. I actually don't run with people either. I just like to not think, well, maybe have be lost with my own thoughts, perhaps. Um, yeah. So, but other people I know love running in big groups and it's just finding what works for you. Definitely. Well, I'm really excited to take part in the challenge and I hope lots of our listeners will sign up uh, on runningonplants.org and check out your, your Instagram and everything else, aren't you? And YouTube, so... Um, we are indeed, yeah. Um, running on Plants 1 on Instagram and obviously runningonplants.org is the website and... Um, our YouTube is embedded into that, so you can find us through there. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Tom. It's been lovely to chat to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. As always, please do get in touch. Email simplyvegananthem.co.uk. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. You can also leave a review on your platform of choice because it helps us to rank in the charts. And don't forget to sign up to patreon.com forward slash simplyvegan from just £2 a month where you can join our monthly live cook-alongs and lots of other bits and bobs on there. Our next one is on the 9th of June at 12.30 GMT. And if you would like more recipes, head to veganfoodandloving.com forward slash podcast to try an issue of Vegan Food and Loving magazine for just 99p. See you next week.